Chapter 12 The Tour I found Finola to be a most gracious host. I would even admit to a bit of a schoolboy crush on this enchanting being. Her appearance was so different from Finway's. If he had the round, fleshy face of a boy, she possessed the delicate features of a young lady. Her ears, while still long and tapered at the point, were thin and dainty. Her nose was narrow and small. Her fine, arching eyebrows stretched across what I could now see were more elongated oval eyes. They were still large like the forest fawn, but more human in their appearance. As she gently took my hand to lead me to our destination, I noticed her slender fingers and porcelain hands. The legends of elves do not do them justice, for they are magical creatures indeed. As we walked down the street, we passed many buildings. How do you build these fine shops? I asked, pointing to one of the larger structures. Finola began to giggle. What's so funny? I reacted. Please forgive me, she said. I am sorry, but you just make me smile. So inquisitive a boy I've not met in a while. She reached out and tussled my hair as a big sister would to a bothersome baby brother. We do not build these shops, you see. We are their humble guest, she explained. They are alive like you and me, and these would be our nests. Finola stumbled a bit to find the words as she tried to relate to me how they use the trees but I was too dumbfounded to notice. Still, she continued. These are trees that grow within the valley and the hills. The hollow shape within their walls protects us from the chill. Our roofs are just their branches entangled and entwined. A window's made of tree sap and openings it's lined. This I could not believe. How could these be alive? Don't the fires or carvings hurt them? I wondered aloud. Finola was patient in her explanation. All these trees in which we live share we do their heart, she said. We would never hurt the trees, for we are both a part of this magic forest home within this mountain nigh. The carvings are our trees' deep thoughts, the fire they supply. As we traveled past what I now knew were living buildings, Finola pointed out the woodcutter's cabin. Here blocks of wood were prepared for use by the elves to make the fine toys. The wood was a gift from the trees grown just for the toys. Further on, the spinning shop appeared where thread and fabric were woven. Finally, we approached a building from which brilliant hues burst forth, the color room. This last one interested me the most. Can we go in there? I asked, pointing at the color room. Before she could answer, however, Finway came running up. Clean as a whistle, he piped. No harm done, I was just having a bit of fun. Finola's cool response was very simple. Thanks for nothing. 
She turned on her heels, and in a voice that dripped like sweet molasses, she answered my long-stalled question. Of course, Nicholas, we can go into the color room, she offered. We are mature enough not to make them drop the important work they do, preparing colors bright. But Finway here should stay outside. We wouldn't want to fight. Come on, Finola, don't be sore, Finway pleaded. A bit of fun it was. Since when did you become a prude, or is it just because you're trying to impress this lad? The boy is only eight. Tell you what lesson learned. You have set me straight. This did not set well with me. I was shorter than most for my age. Others had always mistaken me for someone much younger. I crossed my arms and kicked at the snow. Perhaps he wasn't such a special elf. I looked towards Finola for reassurance and the scolding glance I was sure she was giving Finway. But she too was smiling. I was about to run away, angry and hurt, when I saw it. There on the end of Finway's nose was a bit of lifesaver, bright red, stuck like a witch's wart. In all the commotion, he must not have noticed it was there. That was all it took, and the angry moment passed. We all laughed when it was finally discovered. <laughs>